0: The podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet to get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WynNBet.com and start winning today. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts.
1: Two, and pay-
0: welcome everyone to the Propcast, part of the sports gambling podcast network it is wednesday may 11th currently 10 33 on the east coast here to break down some player props for two game fives in the nba playoffs on wednesday night and joining me to break down some player props as usual on these wednesdays my main man scott reichelle scott how you doing this uh, wednesday morning brother
1: they're doing pretty well. Kind of happy that I ended up doing the prop cast for today's card instead of yesterday's card, because blowouts tend to be where props go to die. So yes. apparently we picked the good day. Hopefully the games tonight are more entertaining. Yeah, I don't think that's really a hot take because the games yesterday were not very good. And it's a problem when the most exciting thing that happens in either game is a foul with 2.8 seconds left in a 30-point game and two people running down the same tunnel. Isn't that a bit of a problem, if that's the most exciting thing that happened in the entire day?
0: (laughs) Well, I'll say this. that The Dallas game was entertaining up until the half, and then Phoenix just flipped the switch in the second half. But, yeah, you're right. Um, Yeah, a couple of blowouts last night by the home teams, uh, Phoenix, uh, pulls away in the second half and absolutely just crushes the Dallas Mavericks. And then, uh, Miami heat from all oh, we can say, wire to wire, Scott, uh, they got the job done there against Philly to take a commanding three, two lead, uh, by Miami and, uh, the Phoenix sun. So another two games here tonight, uh, between the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee bucks. And then also, um, the Golden State Warriors looking to close it out against the, uh, John Morantless uh, Memphis Grizzlies on their home floor. But, um, yeah, last night not a lot of fun. Um, I think I went one and one on my props. I did take. I, I took your advice. I think you pointed this out to me. James Harden turnover props. Uh, I think he yeah. was at four and a half, and he I think mm-hmm. he finished up with five. So uh, he's he's always good for about five to six turnovers per game, but
1: especially when he's having an off night where it he doesn't exactly look fully fully engaged, so to speak. Now yeah. the aggression tends to. Fluctuate with Harden, whether mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's injury based or game planning based or both for Miami, but either yeah. way, yeah, Harden's turnovers against elite defenses have always been an issue and they've mm-hmm. been especially noticeable in the playoffs. And with Miami's ability to force Trey Young into a bunch of turnovers in game one, or sorry, in the first series, I mean, I do think that there were some similarities which suggested that Harden would have the same issues in the second round. Now, I am going to ask you, though, because both teams got absolutely smacked last night, Mm -hmm. or both road teams, which team do you think has a better chance of coming back down 3-2 to potentially win the series? Because I think I would lean Dallas because they can still get hot from three. I know Philly has a lot of talent with Mm -hmm. Embiid and with Harden, but this team feels like it picks and chooses when it actually wants to try. Yeah. And I don't think Dallas's effort was an issue last night. I think they just got smacked.
0: Yeah, I I, f- I would agree that it is probably Dallas that has the potential to come back because, I mean, like you're right. In that first half, they were right there. I mean, even they, coming out of the gate, I thought they would come out flat in that first quarter um, with the Ma- uh, the Dallas Mavericks. But they came out and made shots. You know, Luca led the way. Um, their role players made three point shots, and like you say, it kind of just fell apart for them in that in that second half. Um, We know Scott Foster has not officiated yet uh, this Dallas and Phoenix series. So we're probably expecting him to be there in game six and then anything can happen in game seven, right? Where you know the intensity is up and the best players usually have to shine, but yeah, I'm not sold on Philly again. I think that with the injury that Joel Embiid suffered from the elbow from Pascal Siakam, I mean, we can tell that it's, it's, having a huge effect on him and you just don't know like you mentioned which James Harden you're going to get on any given night he had one of the best playoff games in game four in recent memory I mean you probably have to go all the way back to his days in Houston for a game like that I don't I'm not sure if you remember if he had a game
1: like that in Brooklyn but um well against Boston last year he was very good
0: yeah um yeah, I would probably go with Dallas as well. Uh, again, Jason Kidd, you, you've got a, the ton of the late coach. And I, th- I think that, you know, he he can make those adjustments again. Again, like they were right there in that first half. So um, I think one, I would not be surprised if both of these series got to a seven game. Would you?
1: I think I would be surprised if both got there. Dallas was very, very good at home mm-hmm. in games three and four. And I expect him to make some adjustments, but Every time you see Phoenix dominate at home, you kind of realize that Phoenix is still the much better basketball team. Yeah, And even though it seemed like Dallas's shooters in particular caught fire mm-hmm. at home, they really look awful when they're not hitting a bunch of their threes. They yeah. look really, really bad. And Phoenix just can wear you down in such a variety of ways, either defensively, the field goal percentage, the fact that they're just very, very selfless with the ball. Mm -hmm. So I do personally like the ball movement and how many weapons they have, where I still feel like Dallas for the most part is give the ball to Luca everyone get the hell out of the way Yeah, and occasionally Brunson isolate and hit a mid-range jumper. That seems to be the entire offense they have. Yeah. And it has worked up to this point. Mm Kind of. I still don't know how much skill it takes to beat Utah because Utah, we both were not fans of. I don't think anybody was fans of Utah going into the playoffs, but I think Philly might be done. I know that they were very good at home as well, Mm -hmm. but Embiid, People were complaining about him pouting yesterday during the game, whether it involved him officially losing the MVP award, which if you're a member of the Slack channel, you know, I've been mentioning for months, so you shouldn't really be surprised there. Uh, Sorry to... Terrell and some other people who were <laughs> ke- who kept trying to convince me, like the f- the fan, you know, the uh, officials are in attendance for the home games. Are going to give him the MVP? It's like no, that that's just not happening. Like Jokic is winning the award. Just deal with it at this point. Yeah, and it happened, and people were trying to read into it, saying, well, Joel looked sad and looked whatever because you know he didn't win the award. I think it's because he's just injured. And it's taken a real toll on his body yeah. and him walking around with a mask and recovering from a concussion and getting a ball jammed into his face accidentally. It wasn't a foul or anything, but the Deadman situation definitely didn't feel good. To get a basketball slammed into his mask and then he has the ligament in his finger. So I just think MB extremely banged up and he's been battling through it. And it's not a lot of fun for anybody when you're down 35 points in a playoff game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, give credit to Miami; they they really came out and played well last night in Game Five uh, on their home floor. And you know, they again came out and, like you said, they smacked both teams smacked last night when you have two thirty-plus point victories uh, for both of these teams. Um, so I just don't. Yeah, sorry, I
1: was, gonna, I was just going to say, I don't get how you can have a back-to-back playoff series mm-hmm. where you completely no-show Game Five. Yeah. I, on one situation, you were up three-one. On yeah. the other situation, you were tied. Mm-hmm. So it's not the exact same situation in both series, but against Toronto, you know, showed at home against Miami, you know, showed on the road. Yeah. Is it something about game five? Because I feel like this is a trend that's extremely concerning because game fives tend to be a pretty meaningful game in series.
0: Yeah. I mean, like when a series tied up 2 two, isn't that game five, probably the most important game of the series,
1: but which game do you think is more likely for Philly to win a game five in Miami or a game seven in Miami? probably game five
0: game five yeah i mean, do you trust james harden doc rivers in a, in a game seven i certainly don't
1: i don't trust them in a game five either
0: yeah so I, I think there's some stat that i saw. they've lost like 10 or 11 straight um game fives has philly i'll try to dig that up before we get done here
1: but i think the uh, real story of the game for me was the fact that miami looked mm-hmm. a lot better when a forty percent Kyle Lowry was not playing thirty minutes, as soon as
0: I saw the news about Kyle Lowry not being in this game, I felt even more confident about my Miami bet.
1: <laughs> I think Miami. I think Miami fans felt thrilled. Yeah, or defeated without him this year. I think.
0: Yeah, and, and and you know, there's there, and we say that role players really step up um, on the home floor, and again, Max Juice did that last night. Uh, for the Miami Heat. He finished up 4 of 10 from three-point land. He finished up with a double-double in that game, 19 points, 10 rebounds uh, for the Miami Heat. So, um, yeah.
1: They're 5-0 they're and oh without him in the playoffs, I think.
0: Yeah. I, I, just, just sit him for the rest of the series, wouldn't you think?
1: That's what I would do. No, no offense to Kyle Lowry. He's a future yeah. Hall of Famer. I like him as a player, but when you're averaging about six points per game on terrible efficiency and you noticeably cannot move, mm-hmm. then your name goes out the window and you probably should just not be on the court. Yeah. And Miami shockingly was great defensively because you couldn't just switch Lowry onto a bunch of other guys and blow past him because he can't move.
0: Yeah, I agree. 100%. I think that they should probably just sit him for this rest of the series because they look a lot better, at least offensively without him uh, on the floor. And again, when you have that type of hamstring injury, you're going to be a little bit of a liability on the defensive end
1: as well. So you think that Philly bounces back? Because you said you think both might go to seven. I that I can see. I'm not sure about Philly.
0: I think they can bounce back because, I mean, we've it's kind of cliche, but we still haven't seen a, a road team in this series, at least. Show up. Show up, yeah. I don't want to say win a game, but even show up. You're right about that. So I think that we probably do get a game seven here between these two teams. I think just Miami takes care of business like they did. In Game Five, in a Game Seven, if it does get to that point, so um, I'm making that at least I, I I think I was telling Zach the other night. I think the two Eastern Conference series get to a Game Seven, and I think um, I think Phoenix can get it done, pending Scott Foster. But I think we know that Golden State should should wrap it up tonight. If not, at least in Game Six uh, on their home floor. Uh, I'm going la-
1: yeah. I was gonna say I'm gonna laugh pretty hard if Scott Foster does ref Game Six. Because I do have a Suns minus one and a half games ticket. You know he is. At like minus 118. And I would laugh really, really hard if the Suns managed to win the series on the road with Scott Foster reffing in game six. Because to be honest, Chris Paul is not scoring that much anyway. Yeah.
0: Do you think he's hurt? Or, I mean, it's not very Chris Paul-esque of what happened, at least in the last three games. Because I thought he would have a big game last night. He did get 10 assists, but... The scoring just hasn't been there for a minute. I guess they really don't need it when Devin Booker has been really good over the last two games and Mikael Bridges has been good as well as he last night. But I don't know. Something just doesn't look right to me.
1: For me, I feel like Chris Paul's at the stage in his career. I'm trying to think of good comparisons. It reminds me a little bit when LeBron, the year that he won the title, mm-hmm. I remember in particular the first round series against Portland, there seemed to be a lot of moments in the early quarters where LeBron was relatively passive and it seemed like he was conserving energy so he could have a massive second half. And that happened in Portland in that series. They was in the bubble at the time, but against Portland, they won that in five and then he kind of carried that over through the rest of the playoffs and they won the title. It seems to me like Chris Paul is conserving energy Throughout the game Uh where he's had several big and I mean, really, really big fourth quarters. Yeah, he had game one against New Orleans. He had the closeout in game in the game against New Orleans, which was mostly a third quarter. But still, Mm -hmm. the point is that he shot 100% from the floor. And then against Dallas, he had a very big first quarter. And I'm trying to remember if it was game one or game two. That was game one. He had a huge fourth quarter. Was it game one, he had a huge fourth quarter or game two? Um, let me see. One of the home games in the first two games against Dallas. And I, it feels like he's been kind of saving energy where if his team truly needs a huge boost, yeah. he'll give it. Mm-hmm. But he knows that his stamina or he knows that his offensive prowess, I'd say, is a little bit limited just based on age. Yeah. So, for me, it feels like he's trying to conserve energy. The fouling situation in Dallas was just awful officiating, Mm -hmm. and I feel like Monty Williams leaving him in was a little bit absurd, but they were also about to get run out of the building. So, I kind of understand why that happened, but I really thought the officiating was brutal in Dallas, and it seemed like Dallas got basically every call for those two home games. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me like Chris Paul has been trying to at least save his energy for when his team truly needs him. and being down double digits, basically the entire two games against Dallas on the road. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Paul decided to save it for another day.
0: Yeah. I think it was game one where you had that. that uh, I thought it was game board. one, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It makes a lot of sense what you're saying here, uh, Scott. And I, get, I think and I went back and looked. So, Uh, Boston, I believe already had Scott Foster, uh, on, well, no. So it will be, no, sorry. Philly and the Miami series has already had Scott Foster ref. I think it was back
1: in game three or four. Forget about having Scott, Scott Foster. James Harden won a game with Scott Foster as the ref. It happened. (laughs) You're right. So I don't know.
0: It might, it might happen. I think that that narrative has really been out there this season, where maybe this year it's where it it kind of backfires and that people are all going to go bet on Dallas tomorrow with Scott Foster if he's you know officially the official tomorrow we'll find out tomorrow, but I feel like this is going to be a case where it kind of backfires but we'll see we'll see uh anything else over the uh, last night uh, Scott before we get into our player props.
1: Not really. The games were terrible. Uh, I feel like the one thing that we can mention briefly, even though I kind of mentioned it when we started, and I was half joking when I said the most exciting thing to happen was the Marquise Chris uh, Bismack Biombo little brouhaha at the end there. Mm-hmm. What the hell is Biombo doing?
0: Trying to cash a team total for us.
1: I'm just saying, you know, I, I respect <laughs> his commitment to the to the over in that situation, but. <laughs> You're up 28 points with a no shot clock and somebody hard fouls you while you go for a dunk with two seconds left and no shot clock. Yeah. What did you think was going to happen? And why did you start trash talking Marquise Chris? Did I miss something?
0: No, you didn't. Um, I just had to make a call that said, hey, I had the over 109.5 when that line came Unfortunately, out. Unfortunately, so... it
1: didn't work out because Cameron Johnson missed the second free throw and yeah. they finished one point short. But I just saw him dunk it, and I was thinking in my head, was there a shot clock that I that I don't remember? And then they show the replay, and there's just no shot clock. I'm just really confused why he went for the dunk.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I think it's something that... Um it's one of those unwritten rules, right? Like you're up by, like the game is decided at that point. You're, you just dribble it out because in that case, somebody can get seriously injured. And um,
1: I mean, normally it's stupid, but Jay Crowder yeah. just hurt a shoulder three minutes before that. You might want to, you know, just take it, take it and go home. Yeah. I agree. All right.
0: All right let's do this, Scott. Let's take a uh, quick break here. We'll come back and then we will dive into our player props for this Wednesday night schedule. We're presented by WinBet. Make sure to get down on Win's $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in our same game parlays with the Win's own build your own bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a three or more leg build your own bet parlay between Thursday through Saturday players can take advantage of the offers on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offers subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state. For play-through, WinBets available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, coming off of the break, two games tonight, two Game 5s. Uh, we'll throw out a few player props and then we'll also discuss some head-to-head points like we did in the on, uh, last week um, uh, just for some additional content and and some fun if you guys do have those head-to-head props being offered on your respective books. But uh, Scott, let's start with our player props first. Uh, what's your first player prop for tonight?
1: So just to confirm, we're doing three, correct? Yeah, yeah, three. Sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So starting off with one that I'm sure You're also going to have, but I'm going to have to take it. It's Al Horford, and I'm going to take him over 13 and a half points. Do you have that play? I was looking
0: at that. uh, I already bet that one, but uh, I have a different one I'll give out as well.
1: Okay. I thought you'd automatically have that. Maybe you have three pointers of plus money. Either way. First bet I've made
0: this morning. (laughs) Okay,
1: I kind of have to take it at 13 and a half. He scored at least 22 points in each of the last two games. And he has played at least 36 minutes in each of the first four games in the series. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Robert Williams is going to play. He's still questionable. And with him potentially being out of the lineup, Tice has really not had much of a role in the series. Yeah. And Horford has had to embrace the center role as the quote-unquote Giannis stopper mm-hmm. or path container or something. But either way, he's on the court the entire game. And he's really been a matchup nightmare for milwaukee but 13 and a half for a guy who dropped 30 last game and get for a guy who had 20 plus in the game prior that's way too low i feel like people would be taking the over if it was 15 and a half but the fact that it's 13 and a half seems like it's a gift i'm gonna take the over
0: yeah i like it i mean look he, he's really been absolutely fantastic uh, to say the least uh what he's been able to do over the last you know two games especially offensively um I, you know, this is the, one of the bets I did make this morning uh, when it did drop on a book uh, that I use at 13 and a half. Um, he, he's getting those open three point looks. Right. And for Al Horford, I mean, do we really see this coming from Al Horford? No. But are we surprised? I'm not surprised,
1: but I'm surprised you know, about the scoring output. I'm not, I'm not surprised that his his fingerprints are all over the series.
0: Yeah. Um, and again, they've needed every single point that they've gone from him in these first, you know, especially over the last two games, um, to kind of really stay within again, they were a, what fraction of a second or 10th of a second away from sitting that game into overtime where he Mm -hmm. did have that tip in, but yeah, he's been great. He's been knocking down the shots consistently from three point land. He has that mid range jumper that he can knock down and he can also finish around the basket. So no argument for me. One question I do have for you for Al Horford is, would you entertain the, uh, double, double for him at plus plus one twenty five?
1: I would. I feel like his rebounding number was surprisingly low in game uh, in the last game in game four. Yeah. And I feel like Tatum randomly just had a huge rebounding game. Yeah. I believe Tatum at 13 and he had won the game prior. Mm -hmm. So it seemed like his rebounds were all over the place, but Horford, If you're going to be a starting center, which he's basically going to be, because Williams, even when healthy, has not played many minutes in this series, he's usually topped out at around 20. Yeah. So, Horford should have a lot of opportunities. Now, you do have to wonder, well, he's guarding Giannis. What's the story there? But the truth is, Milwaukee's running so many pick and rolls anyway that Giannis isn't really being guarded by Horford half the Mm -hmm. time. He gets switched on to Jalen Brown, and you kind of just see Horford kind of floating towards the paint to try to help double. So he should be in the paint to get some rebounds, but plus money for a starting center who should play 40 minutes. I don't mind it. Yeah,
0: I like that. Um, All right. For my first one, I'm going to go chalky here. I got to go with Giannis over on his points at 31 and a half. And no, obviously no Chris Middleton. He's already been ruled out for game five. Um, And over the last two games, uh, you know, Giannis has had 34 points and 42 points. Uh, The shot volume has been there because he pretty much is the offense for this Milwaukee Bucks team right now. And you know, over the last two games he's averaging 31 shots uh per game and that's gotten that's gone um it's three and a half shots more compared to games one and two where he had 25 and 27. So uh and he's also gotten to the free throw line. We know he's prone to get into the free throw line. It's just a matter for him not actually knocking them down. You know, some nights he can go nine of 11 from the free throw line. And then we'll have nights where he goes six of 11. And then he's had two games where he's gone six of 11 from the free throw line. But for me, you know, Giannis is going to play the minutes. He's averaging close to 40 minutes per night. He's averaging close to 28 and a half shots per night. Do give credit to the Boston Celtics for trying to make his life difficult, but just the pure athleticism this guy has um, finishing around the basket and not only when he gets the ball in the open court and he just has a full head of steam. How do you stop that? It's really hard to stop that. And I think that's what really he's going to have to do, um, for this, you know, Milwaukee bucks team to put up points. So I'm going to go Giannis. I'm going to go chalky over 31 and a half points. I'll just on the principle that there's really not a second consistent scorer. Drew holiday has been good, but Again, it's going to fall on the shoulders of Giannis here uh, tonight and for the rest of the series if they do have if they do want to win this series, Scott.
1: Well, when you say that Drew Holiday's been good, do you mean defensively? A defense? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say because offensively, his, he hasn't been efficient. Somebody needs to sit him down and Dylan Brooks down and tell him to stop shooting in the fourth quarter <laughs> because Drew Holiday was has been awful in the fourth quarter. I know he had the floater which put them up three at mm-hmm. the time. I believe it was three in game three. I thought it was an offensive foul. I thought he shoved the guy to the floor, and then he hit yeah. a floater. But Holiday's been so bad in <laughs> the fourth yeah. quarter of these games offensively; he's been terrible. But I'm going to have a play that's very similar to yours, but different. Yeah. I'm going to take Giannis points and rebounds okay. over 44 and a half at around minus 125. He's recorded at least 52 points plus rebounds in each of the last two games. And he's recorded at least 12 rebounds in three of the last four games. Yeah. So Giannis, I'm assuming, will probably score 33, 35. I think he should go over this 31 and a half. But if he doesn't, he had 18 rebounds last game, right? 18, yeah. So I do believe that if he's only going to give you 28 points or something close to the 31 or close to the 32, then his rebounds, which should be probably around health 16 something like that 17 yeah. should be enough to get it over but i was torn between points and points plus rebounds but he's been so good on the glass i decided to include it yeah. either way we like to have a big night
0: yeah and again it is it's just, it has to be Giannis, right it just has to be because nobody else especially now you're going on the road into boston we know role players play better at home um, and stars shine anywhere no matter what gym it is, no no matter what arena it is, so I think we're expecting a big game out of Giannis here tonight, so yeah, just makes me feel better that you're on this points with rebounds as well for him. Well,
1: that was the, that was the main takeaway that I had for the end of game four, which was the fact that Giannis was exhausted, mm-hmm. and Bud did his classic thing, which I hate, which is he decided to bench Giannis in a very close game with five minutes to go.
0: Yeah, and, and he just looked like he was gassed. Like He was he had, gassed. So they yeah. bought
1: him a minute, Unfortunately, yeah. they didn't really perform. They didn't perform that horribly in that minute. But the point is, Giannis came back at around, at about the 420 mark. Mm-hmm. He attempted one shot from the floor in the final 420. Yeah. That can happen. Right. I think Giannis knows it can happen. Mm-hmm. I think Giannis will definitely be more aggressive, especially in the final couple minutes of this game. But if Giannis goes for an inefficient 35, would you be shocked? Of course not. No. He's going to have to shoot the ball 30-plus times. Yeah. So, there you go.
0: All right. So, my next billboard, I have a question for you before I actually do give it out. Now, we saw in Game 4 where Memphis decided to start Steven Adams and Xavier Tillman. Do you think that continues here tonight? Yeah. Because they were getting crushed on the rebounds.
1: True, is, they are getting crushed on the rebounds, but they did win the first quarter. I really yeah. did not think Adams played that badly. No. And you can, you can make a serious argument that – Memphis defensively, it's not even an argument. Memphis defensively is just much better when Jaws is not on the court. Jaws not a good defensive player. But offensively, they're worse. Because shockingly, when you're missing the most improved player who somehow got that award, I don't know how the hell he got that award. But still, you're missing an all-star in John Moran who's an insanely talented offensive player. Of course, you are always going to be worse. But I think Adams is going to start. At least he gives them some type of toughness. Yeah. It also helps slow the overall pace of the game down, mm-hmm. which is something Memphis needs because if you're going to be Golden State, you got to play in the half court. If you let them run with Poole and with Curry and even Draymond pushing the break, but you have Clay, who I'll be honest, has been terrible in the series, but you still have Clay who can shoot. You need to slow the pace down. And I thought Memphis had a great game plan for game four. Unfortunately, they hit less shots than Golden State, which was almost impossible because both teams couldn't hit a shot. But do I think Adams is going to start again? Yes, because I thought Adams actually gave them some good minutes in the first quarter.
0: Yeah, So, and I ask that because I want to take his rebounding props here tonight at 9.5. It is a little juiced at minus 130, but in the minutes that he did play in game uh, four, he played 27 minutes, and he had 15 rebounds. Now, I know that was a, a game where there was some really bad shooting, But I think with the lack of size inside and Kimon Looney, just being so bad and them not having a true rebounder. I think that this is a game where Steven Adams, even if he does play 22, 23, up to 25 minutes here tonight, that I think that he can get over this projection because I was impressed with what I saw from him, you know, in game four as well, like you were, and he, he looked good. So If again, Taylor, yeah,
1: he had a team high plus 13 in 27 minutes.
0: Yeah. So I'm expecting him to be out there again. I think that he can easily get into double digit rebounds here tonight. Again, it's going to have to be the fact that you just mentioned, you hit the nail on the head that they're going to have to slow this game down and they're going to have to beat them in the half court because without John Moran, you you really can't play with pace. Um, So again, defensively, and at the rebounding opportunities that the uh, Memphis Grizzlies will have with Stephen Adams and the lack of size inside for the Golden State Warriors, I do like Stephen Adams to at least gave me ten rebounds here tonight. Um, so I'm gonna, at least, I'm probably gonna play a half a unit on this just because I I'll dig into a little more and see if T- Taylor Jenkins is going to give him significant minutes here tonight or at least twenty five minutes where I think he can get ten rebounds. But that's gonna be my second player props Scott.
1: Do you know what the double-double prop is for Adams? Now, once again, I'm not sure if he's even going to get to 10 points. Yeah. But I am curious what that plus price is.
0: Uh, let's see. Steven Adams is not listed there. Let me check another book.
1: Bunch here. of haters.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. maybe I think they'll probably drop it later on because I think these, uh, at least for the Golden State and Memphis game, the props are dropping really, really slowly.
1: So what price would you be looking at? for Adams to at least entertain the thought of a double-double. The rebound should be there. Plus 250, three to one. All right. Makes sense. Is that too much? No, sounds about right, because we know Adams offensively is pretty much a layup guy or an offensive rebound putback guy because he's also a terrible free-throw shooter. So it's a tricky spot for him to get the 10, but let's just say that I didn't think Adams was a reason at all for them to lose the game the real reason was because dylan bond had a one-man sell job and you <laughs> know i don't want to fully blame the game on one player because yeah. i thought taylor jenkins had a brutal game as well from the sideline i thought he was awful down the stretch mm-hmm. but brooks was atrocious in the entire game and i made the joke that if he was going to get suspended for game three Golden State should call the league office and beg them to let Brooks play in Game Three. Yeah, <laughs> and of course Memphis ended up. Uh, well, actually, Memphis got killed in that game anyway. But yeah, you saw Game Four. Why I started the Dylan Bond nickname? Yeah, it's because he looked so bad in Game Four that somebody somewhere, if not everybody, thought he was shaving points. He looked that bad.
0: He was really. I'm not a fan of Dylan Brooks. Like defensively, defensively he hustles, yeah. but, but whatever. Offense, stop shooting, please, please stop. I mean, we'll keep shooting because I have, we have Golden State futures, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not a fan of his offensive game. I think that's something he definitely have to work on if he wants to be a true, th- uh, true three and D guy for uh, the Memphis Grizzlies.
1: Not even just working on just for talent. Just at least to recognize what you can and can't do.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But um, anyway, yeah. Yeah, Scott, let's
0: take a quick break here. We'll come back, we'll continue the conversation and then dive into more of our player props here. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Fellas, have you started spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung and the global leaders and below the waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the four million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP. Manscaped has a full package you need for spring cleaning this year, the Performance Package 4.0, is the only tool you need to keep your boys looking and smelling like the fresh tulips your partner wants. To start off your spring cleaning, use Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer to get the most precise shaves on your hedges. Did we mention it's waterproof as well? No need to worry about watering your grass with this tool. Equip with an LED, LED light so you know it'll be a major asset to the new shower routine. Clear your holes and smell the spring air with the Weed Whacker. This nose and hair trimmer Provide proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. After clearing your nose, make sure to get rid of those foul balls smell with the Crop Server and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is in the anti-shaving ball deodorant and moisturizer. The Crop Reviver spray on toner for your balls. Keep your boys from sticking to your leg and leave them smelling like fresh flowers. Finish off your grooming routine with a plow 2.0, the perfect razor for the finest shave on your face. Because if you're using your lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face, you're doing it wrong. The start of spring is also this marks the start of testicular cancer awareness month in April. Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men, age 15 to 35 giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. Smell oh so fresh and oh so clean this spring. So all you have to do to get 20% off and free shipping is go to manscaped.com and use promo code SGP. That'll get you 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into our third player props here. Uh, I think it ties in together nicely for both of us uh, on this prop. So, Scott, I'll let you lead this one
1: off. So the last one is going to be in that Grizzlies and Warriors game, and it's going to be the new starting point guard. And in my opinion, the best backup point guard in the league, question mark. I think you can make that argument. Mm -hmm. I'm going with Tyus Jones, and I'm going to take him over 14 and a half points at around minus one Oh two, which sounds extremely low. Mm -hmm. Now he recorded 19 points with Moran out in game four. He attempted 18 shots, which is a bit crazy, but then you remember that with Bain being compromised, they really don't have many guys to take many shots. Right. And they got to go somewhere. And I'm assuming, at least I pray that Brooks is not going to take 20 shots again. Mm -hmm. So there should be more shots up for grabs. (laughs) but he attempted 18 shots and he played 41 minutes and he really needed to because Melton's really been non-existent for the entire playoff run up to this point. Mm -hmm. He had a couple of good games against Minnesota, but in this series in particular, Melton has really been an afterthought. So Tyus Jones should play, especially in in an elimination game, 40 plus minutes because of how good he actually is compared to the other guards that are still left on the court. And I think that based on that, the volume should be there. But 14 and a half for a guy that just attempted 18 shots last game and tends to be pretty efficient with his shots. Yeah, I think it's too low. He's also a very, very good free throw shooter, like mid Mm -hmm. to high 80%. I, I do believe he should capitalize at the line whenever he gets there. Give me the over. I see him finishing with 17.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I was surprised when I went back and looked at the box score from game four two things that stuck out to me is number one, the, what you just mentioned was his shot volume where he did get up 18 shots, but also he was the player for the uh Memphis Grizzlies playing the most amount of minutes at 41. So, you know, Taylor Jenkins does trust him. Number one, and I, obviously they don't have much of a choice, uh but to play him, especially without John Moran. I know, you know, you mentioned the uh, Anthony Milton more of a shooting guard type of guy, but the point guard position, it's going to have to be Titus Jones and, um, you know, he did get up seven, three point attempts in that game as well, which kind of ties into my player prop, which is also tied Jones, but I'm taking over, uh, or sorry, at least for him to make three or more three point shots here tonight, which is at around plus 168. Now, um, again, we talked about the shot volume is going to be there. Like Scott said. And he's a pretty decent three-point shooter during the regular season. He was 50% against his Golden State Warriors team. He knocked down three out of seven attempts in game four against the Golden State Warriors on their home floor. I think this is a game now going to be coming back to their home floor in Memphis, where, like we've said all along, is that um, role players tend to play better at home. And I think this is a spot where he's going to get the volume up again. And I think that he's going to be able to knock down some shots here. So Give me Titus Jones to make at least uh, three or more uh, three-pointers here tonight in game five at plus 168 here, Scott.
1: Well, if you're going based on volume, then if he's going to attempt about seven, if not maybe more, then you're getting plus 168 for a guy who's a decent three-point shooter taking about seven three-pointers. Yeah. So. Yep.
0: Um, all right, let's get into some quick some head to heads here, and then we'll do best bets and then get out of here. I think this kind of was a little fun discussion we had last week. Um, I'll start I don't,
1: how, I don't know how we did last week for the record. I don't think we did too well, but I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to write this. I'll write it down this week. Okay. Um, so the first one that it was kind of interesting to me, I think we're gonna be on the right side of this because we're both on it was Marcus Smart minus one twenty, Al Horford minus one ten.
1: I'm sorry, Horford's the underdog in this matchup.
0: Yeah, he's minus one ten compared to Marcus Smart. Oh no, I heard you the
1: first time. Yeah, I'm just yeah. <laughs> making sure that I, I, you know, I'm not, you know, seeing things here. It's Horford. Yeah. And I feel like he has really been a matchup problem for Milwaukee for Milwaukee to deal with, but mostly Marcus Smart's still banged up, right? Yeah. I, I know he drew a charge on Giannis in uh, pretty much every game at this point. But he had a late charge drawn in Game Four, which was big, but. If you watch Smart move around offensively, you really don't see it because he's not moving around that much. And he's been a facilitator with this team, but Tatum's had the ball in his hands a lot. Brown's had the ball in his hands a lot. And it feels like Smart is still dealing with some of the effects of the injury that caused him to miss a playoff game, which I think is going to result in him struggling again offensively. So Mm -hmm. I'm going with Horford. I think Horford should be like minus 130.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, that one kind of caught my eye. and I thought we would be on the same page about that one. And you know, we talked about it when we were talking about Al Horford, how he's just been so good knocking down that three point shot at a consistent rate for the, um, for the Boston Celtics. One more that did kind of stick out to me and did really made no sense to me here. Scott was uh, it's actually a rebounding prop between two teammates in that Memphis uh, Memphis and golden state warriors, a series Desmond Bain minus 120 to have more rebounds over Dylan Brooks at minus 110. It's Dylan Brooks, right?
1: Yeah, but I was going to say uh, Bain only had one rebound in the last game. He, he played 37 minutes and he had one rebound, which yeah. is awful. Now Tatum had one rebound and then went for 13 the next game. So, you know, it is possible to just view each game independently. I'm going to go with Brooks yeah. on this one because Brooks seems to be more invested in the boards. And I just mentioned how Marcus smarts battling an injury. I don't know if Bain can move. And yeah. I feel like the fact that he can't move means that he's an easy target for golden state to go at on the offensive end. So mm-hmm. you might see Bain involved in a lot of offensive sets mm-hmm. uh, defensively. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. the point is that I really question if Bain is even capable of fully, fully moving. And you can tell from his shooting numbers recently, he had eight points in the last game. He had 16 in game, f- in game three, so he bounced back a little bit. But he had nine. He had five. He's really just battling the back issue. So for me, if I question your jumping ability or even your ability to bend over mm-hmm. at this point, I'm not going to pick you in a head-to-head prop. Brooks might be awful, but Jenkins likes him for some reason. So he should play a bunch of minutes, but I'm not going to back a guy who had one rebound in 37 minutes to out rebound a teammate. I I can't do that.
0: Yeah. I think the injury is what the, what the key part is uh, for me here as well. I mean, Dylan Brooks has, I mean, he had five rebounds in the last game where he played 39 minutes,
1: Um, but 39 minutes.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Pr- prior to that, um, he hasn't been the greatest, but I think that focus, has gonna is gonna be on the rebounding side of it because because they've been getting crushed. Uh, Have the Memphis Grizzlies against them. that's crazy to say against the Golden State Warriors. But um I think that was another one that kind of stuck out to me as well.
1: But if you're Golden State and now you cannot go at Jaw every possession anymore because Jaw's out, why would you not target Bane on every single offensive possession?
0: Yeah. So I think that that'd be curious to see here
1: tonight how they kind of do we know uh, if Steve Kerr's back in the building? Ah, that's a good question.
0: Uh, Let me do this. Let's take one last break. I'll look it up and then we'll get into best bets and see if I can find that information. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP, again that is athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And we're also brought to you by IPVanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy that's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more Will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, and even devices like your Fire Stick, when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. All right, coming off of the break, um, to answer your question about Steve Kerr, I still I do see that he did not travel with the team to Memphis. That is what I am seeing. So, I we got, we got be Mike wrong. Brown part two. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm not not taking the over. I'll tell you that much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we got Mike Brown part two here. But that was a really ugly game, Scott. Like, bad game, especially that first time. Oh, it was brutal. They couldn't hit a shot.
1: I'm kind of half-joking, but I find it kind of funny that Kerr misses his first game, like, basically the entire year. Yeah. And the first game after Sacramento hires him as a head coach, Golden State can barely break 100 against Memphis after scoring 142 of the game prior. I just think it's kind of funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's do best bets here. Scott uh, gave out three each. I'll give you the floor first for your best bet. What do you got?
1: I like all these props, so it's pretty tough. I was going to go Giannis, but there's maybe a chance that Boston just kills them. Yeah. I'm going to go with Horford okay. over 13 and a half. I don't know what Milwaukee's supposed to do defensively to combat Horford, because if you decide to give Horford more attention then you're giving Jalen Brown less attention, and Brown's the much better offensive player. Mm. So I feel like Milwaukee's defensive game plan should be similar. Yeah. Guard Tatum, or at least try to limit Tatum, limit Brown, and dare Horford to go for 25 again. I feel like that's going to be the game plan for Milwaukee and dare Lightning to strike twice. It has, so you're going to have to hope it doesn't happen a third time. Mm-hmm. But if you're Milwaukee, wouldn't you once again dare Al Horford to be the guy to beat you as opposed to Tatum and Brown?
0: I agree 100%. I do. Yeah. So and,
1: I think the number's too low.
0: Yeah. I like it. 13 and a half over on Al Horford. Best bet for Scott. Um, for my best bet, um, let's see. I'll go with Jan- the-
1: just take Giannis. I know it's going to
0: happen. Yeah. I want to take Giannis, but
1: the plus money is plus money. I'm going to take Tyus Jones. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think that again, even if it is a blowout, like he's gonna have to be out there.
1: Um, What's well, an elimination game? So they're gonna go yeah. down with the ship.
0: Yeah, so I expect him to play thirty-five plus minutes. I probably be in that forty range again. So again, being back at home, I think he's more comfortable. You know, knocking down shots. He's gonna get up the shot volume again, like he did in Game Four. Um, he put up eighteen. Got up seven three-point shots. That may increase a little bit here at home as well. So I had plus money at plus 168. For Ty Jones to knock down three three-point shots, I'm all for it. Uh, so that will be my best bet for tonight's player props on this Wednesday night schedule for the NBA playoffs. Um, that's going to do it here, Scott. Uh, another episode of the cast for NBA player props. We've had a really good season. Uh, playoffs has been pretty good as well. Uh, anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, man?
1: Not really. I feel like one thing I do want to mention briefly, just a quick discussion is how would you grade John Morant's overall playoffs? Because I feel like they were extremely up and down. Mm -hmm. The highs were extremely high. Of course, he dropped 47 in a playoff game. So I got to at least acknowledge that, but Mm -hmm. he was awful against Minnesota for basically the entire series. I know he had a big fourth quarter in one of the comeback games. He had one of the worst triple doubles I've ever seen. Yeah, in that game two uh, or that game three massive comeback in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time really just grading how Jod ja did these playoffs as a whole. So I was going to ask you because I feel like if I was grading it, I'd give him like a, a B minus. That's exactly it's, what i had in my mind. He vanished more than I wanted him to. And he was awful defensively. Yeah. But he had a lot of big moments against Golden State. Do you think Ja is that guy? because I'm actually on the fence about it. I don't want to sound like a hater because I know how talented he is offensively, Yeah, but his jump shooting improved against Golden State. It's still not very good. And defensively for a guy with his athleticism, it's not Donovan Mitchell bad, but it's really, really bad.
0: Yeah, and I think those are the two areas where I think he has to take that next step to be in that conversation of becoming a superstar in this league. Um, I still, again, you, I agree that he's a very, very talented player. He is an all-star in this league. If we're talking about superstar status and he is going to be that guy to carry Memphis to a, a Western conference finals, a start there before you even get to an NBA championship. Um,
1: they need a second best player. Yeah. I mean, they
0: need that. Then they don't have that other guy around John Morant to, really take this team to the next level. Individually, John Morant, if he, I don't care. I mean, yeah, let's just say that his jump shot is average. And if he's just better, if he's able to be better on defense, I think that he can be that guy. I, and we're st- slowly starting to see what is his third season in the NBA?
1: Yeah, I just can't look past the fact that there were several times in that first round series where Patrick Beverly was calling isos offensively. And he actually got to the rim. You can't be a star player in the league on a seriously winning team and get, I don't want to say exposed, but give up decent shots to Patrick Beverly off the dribble. That can't happen. Yeah.
0: And I think that's number one where he does need to improve and. I guess I'm kind of old school when I don't like all like the dancing on the floor and, and the shit talking after the games, they were calling Jordan
1: Poole a dirty player. Yeah. Too, I thought was a little bit much, but
0: yeah. Where you haven't really done anything in your career yet. Like, I don't think you're warranted to that yet, but. I, do I see that John Moran can be a top 10 player in the, in the next coming seasons? Yeah, I can see it. But again, he just has to, like you said, he has to improve defensively because If Pat Beverly is calling ISOs against you and you're getting cooked by other players, there has to be a commitment on defense. And defense is what really matters when you're trying to win championships, especially in the playoffs. So, Uh,
1: yeah, I'm I'm just concerned that John Morant is going to become kind of like a Trey Young. Now, I know Trey Young made the Eastern Conference finals last year. There was some, fluky, is there better, was some right? flukiness to it, you know, sure. based on the fact that they played against the Knicks, who weren't very good. Mm-hmm. Then you ended up facing off against Doc Rivers and whatever the hell happened in that series. But either way, the issue that I have with Trey, for the most part, and my growing issue with Jaw, is that they really don't seem to care about defense. And I know we just talked about it, but there's just no effort from either of those guys. And Mm -hmm. even Donovan Mitchell, who I'll throw in there because of how bad he was defensively against Dallas. But I have a hard time of putting you in that upper echelon of players when you mentally check out half of the game. Yeah. And that's why I feel like Trey is going to have a really hard time winning anything in this league. And I think it's almost impossible for him to win as the best player on a team. Because defensively, yeah, he might get you 35. He's going to give up 50 on the other side. So I feel like Jaw was in the same boat where if he was going to give you 25 against Minnesota, but Beverly's going to give you 13 and you're going to end up switching every pick and roll and he's going to get torched the entire game. Mm. Then he's a net negative because he can't guard anyone. Yeah. And I feel like that's the problem Jaw's running into right now. Yeah,
0: and again, just just his being his third year, I think that the improvements are going to be there oh, for he's, him. He's, and
1: he's, there's, how he was most improved. Like he's still young as hell. Like I'm not yeah. saying that it's over for him, but no. there's got to be some pride in defense if you want to advance in your career, especially with Memphis, mm-hmm. who let's just be real as a small market team, they're not going to attract many free agents. Right. It, it is what it is. So Jaw's gonna. So Jaw's yeah. so supposed to be given the keys to the franchise, mm-hmm. and if you're going to lead your team. You have to lead by example on both sides of the floor. Yeah. And on one side of the floor, it looks like Jaws completely checked out.
0: Yeah. And again, that commitment has to start on the defensive. Offensively, we know what the He's talent great. is. He's great. You know? He's absolutely fantastic. Um, but defensively is where it's going to matter. All right, Scott, that's going to do it for the cast today. We will be back on Friday for more of the NBA Player Props cast. So look out for that. Um, Scott, let some people know where they really can find you, my man.
1: So you can find me on Twitter at Reichel Radio, R-E-I-C-H-E-L Radio. Besides that, still doing, obviously, the PropCast every Wednesday, the NBA Gambling Podcast on Thursday. So I'll be doing that with Terrell tomorrow. Yep. And I'm also a co-host on the WNBA Gambling Podcast, which recently started up. So far, so good. So I'll be on that with Terrell a couple of times during the week. And looking forward to the rest of sports continuing to heat up. I know hockey playoffs have been pretty nuts, so I've been excited about that. NBA playoffs continue to heat up too and we should get a couple of really good conference finals matchups regardless of who wins these series but I'm looking forward to how sports are going to unfold over the next couple of weeks
0: yeah 100 percent two playoffs going on in two different sports NBA NHL so make sure it's a good time to get over to the sports gambling podcast uh, website at sports just so much coverage happening Um, pretty soon we're gonna be we're going to be getting ready for the NFL season. So uh, definitely look out for all the content happening on the website there at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Scott, thanks so much, man. Uh, we will be back back, like I said, on Friday for the propcast for the NBA playoffs. Till then, good luck with your bets tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride.